0: continuing education in Rogue River. Hey, we're hosting a continuing education class designed for pastors, but anyone can come. It's June 28th through 30th. This year, we're having Dr. Gregory Schultz. He's talking about the fellowship of his sufferings for missions briefings on the insurgency of death on demand and the counterinsurgency of pastoral care. This is going to be a lot of fun. hope you can come June 28th through 30th in Rogue River, the cost for pastors is 150 retired pastors and laypersons $100. You can register online at TableTalkRadio.org/ce.
1: A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously.
0: You're listening to... Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated the baptism incorrectly.
1: Like, Wait a minute, you're <laughs> he mistaken. Said to me, he said, you
0: sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I,
1: I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism, Pastor Fleming.
2: And it so 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 deserves to be crunched. I mean mega crunched. So uh you guys put the mega crunch on the song. That would be awesome. (laughs) Keep uh preaching the word, faster, keep it mediocre.
0: Mediocre and hilarious. The best at asserting as little effort as possible, this is Table Talk Radio. We're just the greatest at that. I was afraid doing there for a little bit,
1: <laughs> but you're right. No, no one comes the best second. The at being the worst. <laughs> That's like the person when you said, uh, we were doing the confession of sins, and they uh, said, I'm a poor, miserable sinner, and they said, I'm actually pretty good at it. <laughs> I'm like a f- straight-up professional sinner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Almost the- unparalleled. <laughs> Which reminds me of the other joke. When I was teaching catechism class, I'd tell you this, and I said, what is original sin? And someone said, I know, I know. It's a sin that no one else ever thought of before. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's
0: an original. Good one.
1: <laughs>
0: that's right. Wow. Good, You're- good, good. <laughs> sharp, sharp kids in that confirmation thought.
1: Oh yeah!
0: All right. How are you doing over there in uh, in Austin, Texas? How are is, huh? is it heating up down in Texas?
1: It's it's just starting to warm up. I do believe it is. It was. Uh, I, I woke up this morning. It was ninety degrees. It just doesn't cool off at night. That's the trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Did,
1: did you break out the short sleeve clericals yet, or?
0: I, no, I did yesterday, but oh. I got the sleeves rolled up. You rolled them up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna do some, out of business here. some praise song crunching in today's show. Uh our our oh, that, uh that sounds fun. Uh, official did, did have we announced that we have an official show prep uh consultant? Have we announced that? Yeah, Chris who's probably get a couple of more. Yeah, <laughs> at least. <laughs> But a uh, guy Chris who does One, a lot of the the podcast work, he's now sending over things for us to do and to talk about. I think, I think what how this goes is he's working on the getting the podcast out, and he's just like, guys, this is terrible. Let me at least terrible. send you some content to help you out. I think that's how I know. how it goes. So we're gonna take him up on the offer. <laughs> And uh, look at
1: some praise song, a praise song, and then I've got the top one hundred list of uh, if we if we get through one, we're going to do some <laughs> others. But <laughs> but first we start with buzzwords. Yeah. My buzzword for you. Oh, today's episode is brought to you by the doctrinal theology, of the Evangelical Lutheran Church. Yeah. Ching. Download for free at wolfmuther.co yeah. or purchase for not free at <laughs> Uh <laughs> You want to pick a number between. Let's do one and six hundred. Uh,
0: since you said it was about ninety degrees, let's do page ninety.
1: All right. Go into the early stuff. This is under the section introduction, periscuity of the scripture. That ah. let's just use that word, Perpiscuity. Nice. What is going on in this page? Uh, we do not maintain that all scripture in every particular is clear and perpiscuous, perpiscuous. Is that how to say that word? For we grant that certain things are met with in the sacred books that are very obscure and noeta. I wonder what that word means. It's Greek. Or difficult to be understood, 2 Peter 3.16. Not only in respect to the sublimity of their subject matter, but also in the utterance of the Holy Spirit. That afford materials for calling into existence the learning of the doctors during the course of a long life, and the full understanding of which is not to be expected only in heaven, uh, which is to be expected only in heaven. But that the doctrines of faith and moral precepts are taught so obscurely everywhere that they can nowhere be found clearly and explicitly, uh, it is this that we deny. But the articles of faith and the moral precepts are taught in Scripture in their proper places, not in obscure and ambiguous words, but in such as are fitted to them and free from all ambiguity, so that every diligent reader of Scripture who reads it devoutly and piously can understand them. Nice perspicuity of Scripture.
0: Got it. That's a very confusing, hard word to understand. <laughs> All right. Uh my theological buzzword for you has come from the uh massive index of buzzwords at org. Some of them Do are defined still have that for website? you. It's out there, yeah. Uh and the buzz- Is that
1: website still running on Drupal?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. We switched over to WordPress a while ago. Hmm. Uh th- right after we upgraded from Windows 3.1. So, that's fine. <laughs> uh ex nihilo is the hey. latin phrase for you which means out of nothing and this
1: is, this is exa- uh this is this show prep the show prep is an example of, <laughs> out of
0: nothing is right <laughs> but we, we talk about ex nihilo in the way that god speaks in a creative performative way so uh, of course the 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 uh, classic ex nihilo is uh, when God said, let there be light, and there was light. So light did not exist. He spoke, and he spoke light into existence. It came out of nothing. This is in contrast to maybe the way uh, you and I create things. Pastor Wolfman sets out to create some bookshelves, and he doesn't just say, let there be bookshelves. <laughs> but he has to go, and I know he does this, he goes to cut down a tree and he uh, cuts that tree into <laughs> wood planks that he would use. Maybe he would do that now at the cost of lumber. Uh, and then he would nail those together. So he just really just reorganized trees. He didn't actually create anything. Um, uh, he's very handy, I can I can tell over there. Anyway, ex nihilo is that... Uh, do
1: you know what? I was in Fiji... Building a, a school, a kindergarten schoolhouse, and we needed some lumber for the roof, so we just got a chainsaw and we went into the forest and cut down this huge tree and planked it with a chainsaw, and carried it back and boop, put it up there just, on the roof. Now just... I went and looked on Google satellite images, and that that kindergarten is not standing any longer. But... <laughs> Big surprise! I was gonna say uh,
0: I am just thinking about what that same process would look like in the United States. So you got to go get a permit to cut down that tree. Oh, and you're building a school? We'll need Mm -hmm. to check the zoning ordinances for that. (laughs) I mean, you just went and hacked it down. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Different world. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... You know that the only place that I can find that Luther talks about an ex nihilo is in the Magnificat, in his commentary on the Magnificat, and he's talking about not the creation of the world, which is normally what we use that language for, but rather the creation of faith in the heart of sinners Mm. it's very it's interesting
0: yeah yeah well i mean that that sort of ties in how we will talk about god's word of being um efficacious right so that god's word is performative and that discussion is not just an academic study of the way in which god creates this world um but is to to understand the way that god works in our world now um, so that God's word, as uh, preached and proclaimed, uh, does its performative work to cut down the hearts of prideful sinners and comfort the hearts of broken sinners. I mean that that's the performative, efficacious word as it uh, comes to us. So I think it's a good reminder that these aren't things that we just talk about as a, as an academic endeavor, but that this is this matters for people in terror of. Of their souls yep okay now for the praise song cruncher with a couple minutes in our first segment remaining we can maybe set this up uh, to talk about uh, uh, why we do the praise song cruncher what it's really getting after and and I don't know there are there limitations
1: to the praise song cruncher what (laughs) what kind of limitations would it have (laughs) if you're trying if you're having trouble figuring out where to go for dinner, the praise Song cruncher <laughs> can help. It's limitations like, on the cruncher. It's like asking Siri.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh the, the limit might be some limitations on praise on cruncher.
1: cruncher. Okay. Yeah. We have uh Oh, I don't oh know if we ever had this. How come we don't have that don't, up here? Don't don't do that. <laughs> oh, it did work. Okay, good. We got the. Is this it? The criteria? Yeah, there yeah, yeah. We that's go. it. That's the latest. Um, is Jesus mentioned? That's the first question that we ask, and that uh, tells us the, the you know the the answer to that question tells us if Jesus is mentioned. <laughs> so that's going to be the first thing, and oh. then uh, you know if it's not about. Jesus, then it's not about Jesus. Then the second point is clarity. Is the song clear? Sentences, subject, verb, object, sentence, fragments. Very clear. That would be perpiscuous. Perpiscuous. Uh, mysticism and mysticism. Oh, no, this is mysticism. This is the old cruncher. Oh, well, old cruncher's fine. Old Mysticism, cruncher. is it subjective or objective? Is it? Is it th- this subjective is going to be on the bad side? Is it all about what's happening in my heart? full of this kind of repetition that is an indication of a mantra, or is it objective about the things that God has done? It's about me, or is it about Jesus? That's going to be, you know, and is it about Jesus in me, or is it about Jesus dying for me? There. Law and gospel, what is my problem? Are you crossing law the song out presents, and gospel. what is the solution? <laughs> I just am not so good at the... <laughs> All right, just getting hard thanks, <laughs> thanks for the help. And then, is there any explicit false teaching? That's the last question there. There you go. All right. Oh, you're that's right. The, the, that's a cruncher. That's the old cruncher. But is well, the old maybe cruncher. we'll use the old cruncher today.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, old school crunching. So, the, the point, though, was um, asking the question Does does this song actually deliver to me uh, Christ for me in an objective way? Or is this song ri- written to. Invoke a certain feeling And that's what we found About the praise songs Right That it was was Written with the purpose Of drawing out A certain feeling And that was Why it was uh, Set up Right
1: Okay I'll tell you The praise song Crutcher invokes A certain feeling In me too
0: (laughs) I bet it does We'll be right back You're listening To People Talk Radio Hold on to me Is the song We're gonna crunch Oh I'll
1: look that up Table Talk Radio. It's everyone's favorite. The Sunday drive home grappling with the text and the Theo vlog. These are some of the playlists on the YouTube channel. Visit YouTube slash Wolfmuller1. Check it out there.
0: Hold on to me. is the name of the song (laughs) and that's what we're crunching it's by lauren oh i think i i didn't do well pronouncing this last time lauren dangle daigle daigle lauren daigle is uh artist you got there i think eventually all right uh no setup we'll just we'll just play this um all right and and we'll crunch it so here we go with the the screen share, look how smooth that was nice and easy.
1: Very impressive. <laughs>
2: when the best of me is barely breathing when I'm not somebody I believe in. hold on to me when I miss the And I'm slamming oh. Okay, that's
0: probably enough for us to chew on, huh?
1: I believe so. All right, I've got the lyrics over here. Nice. Hold on to me, Lauren Dagley. Uh, what? So this is seems like you know. Remember when we used to talk about the praise song and we'd talk about the God girlfriend song? Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember those? I remember that days? because you would. This uh, seems like a.
0: Th- you would text uh, some of the lyrics to Carrie to see if she she'd
1: bite. She never. The problem is I don't text romantic <laughs> things to her. What?
0: Anyways, so she's always like, "Oh, another praise song crunch, huh?" Uh,
1: yeah, I know she's. <laughs> I, on the other hand, it's the pr- there you know, she, if we were to here she <laughs> is, honey. I, <laughs> she's standing at the door giving. Okay, honey, tell me if this. If you got a text from me that said, (laughs) when I miss the light and the night has stolen, the night has stolen, hold on to me. Hold on to me when it's too dark to see you. (laughs) When I am sure I have reached the end. Hold on to me when I forget I need you. She likes it. She thinks I should. (laughs)
0: Maybe maybe you should start. uh,
1: Maybe you could learn a thing or two. She says, "Why are you texting me? You should tell the Lord about your problems." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. All right. So is uh, this a is this a, uh, is this a uh, romantic? I don't know if this one reaches the romantic category. What do you think?
1: Well, okay. So here's the first question. Yeah. This is the first problem with the God girlfriend songs. Is is Jesus mentioned? So it's it's a song. It's a if it's to god it's a prayer it's a you it's a it's a it's a me you song mm-hmm. so the me i know who that is it's me <laughs> who is the you and this is the problem of the song is it should just probably at some point mention who the you is or but the, this is the the kind of the nature of the god girlfriend songs is i could take that you and i could say oh that you is god or that you is my girlfriend. And I can it can go kind of both directions. I think so Lauren Ding-Dangly? How how is it again? I
0: think it's Daigle.
1: <laughs> Daigle.
0: She's going, Man, I've I made it I've made purpose. it as an artist and they don't even know how to pronounce my
1: name. <laughs> Sorry, Lauren. Uh is she I think has popular that's the thing right she's a christian song but she's on the popular yeah that's not right christian radio station yeah yeah, is that yeah the thing that's happened so this is how you do it is you just make the you mm-hmm. kind of opaque you i know, remember sort of,
0: i remember when i was really into the christian music stuff like when i was in high school and whatnot <laughs> i like it that's good uh, uh, and and we would be like all all jazz when a christian artist would make it Kind of on the on just the normal secular billboards or on the radio, I'm like, yes, yeah. so it's almost like we are evangelizing the world because this Christian artist got onto the normal radio station, Wow, look at, and then it's just like, well, the way they can do that is by making the whole song so obscure that you don't even know it's about god, so what what joy is there in that, you know
1: um yeah. anyway. So yeah, I don't know 100%. So let's see. So so Jesus is not mentioned. So that's the first that's going to be the first thing. But let's just assume that it is a prayer to Jesus. Okay. Can we just for I, the sake of yes. of arguing and and then we're going to ask these kind of questions. Okay, what's the first question is is it clear? And that's one of these problems. The clarity question kind of falls apart if you don't know if it's an un if it's an unknown you to whom you're singing. But let's just say that okay, it's Jesus, okay, I, and I think that's right. Or I, well, I don't know. Let me see. Do you think it would be better to say this is a song to Jesus, or this is a song to just kind of God in general? Is there anything specific about Jesus in the song? I don't think so. I mean, I, I
0: okay. don't think I see anything that would lead us to the second person of the Trinity in particular.
1: Okay. So so the theme is the hold on to me. That's the theme of the song. So it's the Lord we maybe, want the Lord to hold on to us. And I think this is right.
0: Maybe um in order for the Lord to hold on to me, he would need a body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's probably not I, I, the sense. <laughs> okay. So it's probably it's probably talking about God here and this is what we're we're asking God to hold us, which is probably fine. I'm trying to think of biblical examples of where we you know we say Jesus you know hold fast. The example mm. that I'm thinking of is when Jesus is walking on the water, and Peter is not hmm. successfully navigating that challenge, and help he says. What are you laughing at? And Jesus grabs a hold of him and lifts him and puts him in the boat, you there know. You so he holds on to him. That that's that's the example that I'm thinking of. Do you can you think of any other holding examples? Uh
0: I can think of the opposite where uh where he tells Mary after the resurrection, stop clinging to me. <laughs> Don't, she, don't she's hold like, on to me. She's like, hold on to me. He's like, no, you don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that should be your song. Yeah. Your <laughs> your anti Lauren Daigle. Stop holding on Mary, to me. Mary, <laughs> don't hold on to me.
0: <laughs> but no, I can't think of any other reference. I mean, there's, um. I mean, it is interesting in the incarnation of Jesus how. Often we see the touching, so um you know he he takes mud and and wipes it in the blank guy's eyes, things like that. um but again, I, that was sort of my bad joke about in order for God to hold on to me, who would need a body i mean this this would the only way that we can understand this in a real sense is in an incarnational way um but that's not I don't think what Lauren means by it in this song.
1: Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think so either. I'm just, I'm just searching. I'm just thinking about where hold comes up. I don't, I just okay. So so the idea, but it, I mean, it's okay. It's not a terrible idea that the Lord holds on to us, but it is that certain that idea of holding does bring in this whole. I mean, the idea of the embrace. Um, which is a romantic, or also, I mean, it's a familiar sort of thing where you mm-hmm. just grab onto someone. So, you know, when I was scared as a kid, I went and my mom would hold me, and so I'm afraid, and so it's asking for that for the Lord to embrace. It's not again, it's not a terrible thing. It's what just a- not the main thing in the scriptures. What about what about the uh,
0: the rich man and Lazarus? Can you think of what I'm thinking of there?
1: The rich man Lazarus, Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. Yeah,
0: what, I mean you think that could be in kind of in some way a reference of a, of an embrace or a holding to be in the in the bosom I think of prob- Abraham?
1: Look, I think this just comes from the idea. Remember when we said what is the sort of master metaphor mm-hmm. or what is the main picture of salvation? And for for example, for Roman Catholicism, it's the picture of the bank. God's the banker. And for the Lutherans, it's the picture of the court, and God is the judge, and Jesus is our advocate, and we're declared righteous. And for the evangelical, it's the picture of the prom.
0: I I take exception to the way you abbreviated evangelical.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. So it's the slow (laughs) dance. When the best of me is barely breathing, when I'm not somebody I believe in. Now look at this is very interesting, as if this is a problem as if not believing in yourself is is, a, is an issue here. I mean, what? so what is the state of my own thinking when I don't really believe in myself, so I need the Lord to hold on to me? This sort of, like this is just embracing the entire sort of
2: uh,
1: uh, therapeutic sense of self and culture, and bringing it sort of into theology. Mm. Uh, There's more to say here.
0: Okay, and we'll do it right after this. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
1: Table Talk Radio, where theology meets immaturity. The daily Bible meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com, where three chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out. Alrighty, alright, here we go.
0: Alright, so we're crunching this praise song, Hold On to Me, by Lauren Daigle. And so meanie some of the things that you I didn't been... think there was a good idea. I just,
1: what a jerk. <laughs> I can't believe it wanted to do this.
0: I well, think. so so okay. So what you just said is is uh is helpful um because there is this controlling metaphor um that operates our thinking uh when we're thinking about uh God and man and you talked about for the Roman, Roman Catholic system it is uh that of a bank for a Lutheran it is that of the courtroom. And for the evangelicals, that of relationship, and when uh, we start with that lens, everything's gonna gonna come back to that issue. So, uh, the song that's put forward is is trying to get at a good point, and that is that there's gonna be times in which it's dark and I can't see you, meaning you know things are rough, and I maybe uh, would be tempted to doubt the uh, the favor of God in my hardest moments. There will be times we'll be in des- desperation. There's times that uh, the 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 light is gone because it's nighttime, and I want that uh, reassurance from God that uh, his promises remain, that he, he continues even in those hard and difficult times. But what does that assurance come out to be? And again, for the evangelical, which has made its operating metaphor of everything theological, the relationship, as a boyfriend and a girlfriend that the relationship would stand strong all that uh what will that come out to look like then is a strong embrace so when yep. when it's nighttime and it's dark hold on to me
1: yeah so let's just take a look at what if we just said this so the law question is what's the problem that we have mm-hmm. that this song is addressing because, like you said, quite wonderfully, that was—I mean—that was a great explanation. Is that the? Um, you just quite surprised me with that. <laughs> I, I'm surprised with the text you're writing on the screen. So uh, <laughs> the, the so the solution. Hold on to me is the answer to the problem. So what's the problem? So the best of me, whatever that is, what's the best of me? It's barely breathing. I'm not somebody I believe in, so I don't believe in myself. That's the problem. Self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say that self-doubt is probably a good work. <laughs> but mm-hmm. if you have a therapeutic idea of the world, then self-doubt is a problem. Mm-hmm. Self-esteem is somehow good, mm-hmm. what the Bible used to call pride. Now, there's a difference. I mean, you know, self-esteem mm-hmm. sure. versus also self-despair is also but a sin. Doesn't, doesn't that the, distinction... Um, self-business. See, see i think so i think there's
0: a distinction um on a a horizontal realm or a vertical realm that when we we're you know standing before god we should completely despair of ourselves um but then when we're when we're pushed into service of the neighbor uh we should have confidence of of serving the neighbor as one who already stands justified and i think the problem is is that we've completely we, we've, we what we've um, in our uh, imperialistic age where really the idea of spirituality or God has no place we've put it all into the the, the therapy room and so now um, you know for someone to to doubt their own worth uh, cannot make that distinction so now we just need to kind of uh, increase your self-confidence
1: yeah it's it's always about it's just it's it's all this business of the self Mm -hmm. i mean look look i don't at some point i'm like well what do i think of myself well who cares like Mm -hmm. okay fine i mean we all have to have some sort of self-conception i suppose but look if god loves you and he tells you to love your neighbor then that should be enough that that's like well i you know i'm not i I was thinking about this You, you know in the liturgy remember the liturgy so we go and confess our sins, and God forgives us. And then the very first thing that happens is we sing the Kyrie. Have, have I told you about this idea? And the Kyrie, this is the song of Blind Bartimaeus, the beggar in the gutter, and 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 he's crying out from the from the sewer, "Lord, have mercy." And Jesus says, when we go to the liturgy, it's like God saying, "Hey, why don't you go down there in the gutter and hmm. and." and pray with Bartimaeus. And we're like, I'm too good for the gutter. And he's like, no, you're not. Into the gutter. And then the very next thing we pray is the Gloria, which is the song of the angels to the shepherds. And the Lord says, now why don't you come up here and sing with the angels? And we say, who am I to sing with the angels in heaven? And I'm not worthy to go up there. And he says, yes, you are. Come up here. So the Lord throws us in the gutter with the curia. He lifts us into heaven with the Gloria. And we—what? And am I too good for the gutter? Am I too bad for the for the for the heavenly choir? The, the, it was, no, no. I'm where the I'll be where the Lord puts me. I, the, the, the Lord, He casts us down and He lifts us up, and and so, you know, so so our self-conception comes from what the Lord says, and this is what He says. He says you're a sinner. Boy, oh boy, okay. I believe you I'm a sinner and then he says you are my son or you are my daughter you are my child through the blood of Jesus Mm. (laughs) you are died for that's can you believe I've uh, the price I've paid for you is the is this the blood of my son Jesus can you uh, if this is true then I'm unworthy of this and the Lord says right Mm-hmm. So that our self-conception grows out of law and gospel. Now the therapeutic idea of self is very different. You have to—I don't know exactly what it is, but it's definitely different. So here, this is working on this idea of. Um, so, so,
0: in, so in that therapeutic idea, you get things like um, you need to forgive yourself, or uh, you need um, oh, for, forgiveness. Was that line people always say? Forgiveness is about you, or something like that.
1: Yeah, forgive others that's for yourself and not for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you have to love yourself first before you can love others. Yeah. It's just a bunch of nonsense.
0: Right, right. I mean, let's just let's just for a moment—I know you want to move on, and we probably should for the sake of time, but just kind of take a second to ponder the notion that you need to forgive yourself. Well, did you sin
1: against yourself? <laughs> that's a fine point. It's, it's this—I mean— so people say, I'm just having so much trouble forgiving myself. And to, what's the answer? Well, then it's a good thing you're not the judge. Right, right,
0: exactly. Right.
1: <laughs> it's a good thing it's not up to you if you're forgiven or not, for heaven's sake. You think you're going to be like, the Lord says you're forgiven, and we're like, move over. <laughs> I'm going to get on that. I'm the one who's going to determine if I'm forgiven or not. Right. And right. I'm not Well, come on. It's just about as arrogant as the person who says, well, I am forgiven by because I'm good enough to get into heaven. It's the same. No, the Lord will be the judge, and he'll decide if you're forgiven. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and there's nothing you can do to stop me, Mm -hmm. the Lord says, which is our confidence. And and, and that becomes the foundation now of any sort of self-reflection, which should be, I think, kept to a minimum. Especially but, in our own self-obsessed but that's a, but, but, age, but that's not a
0: self-reflection. That's a reflection externally. That's a reflection on what God says of me. So you can see right. that just the complete polar opposites of those two things. To say I need to forgive myself is to to go back to navel gazing and saying, "Well, self, uh, do I condemn me?" <laughs> right. <laughs> but but to 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 ask of God and the Scriptures to say, "What does God say about this?" Uh, mm-hmm. Now, now you can get outside of yourself and and and
1: and look to what God says, and then maybe you could serve the neighbor again. <laughs> right. So if I'm going to say, oh, "Hey, what is my mirror?" Mm-hmm. we we know the answer to this theologically. It's the law. It's the Ten Commandments, which show us not only our own sinfulness, which we need to see, but also shows us the righteousness which is ours in Christ. So this is now the filter with which I view things. And and then so and we realized that remember this old phrase that I think Augustine used and Luther picked up on that that the that part of our sinful nature is that we're in say curvatus, mm-hmm. and so we're curved in. Is that how to spell that? It we're curved in on ourselves. We're like you know down here in Texas they got this pill bugs. Are do they have pill bugs everywhere? I don't know what you're talking about. They they look like this. There's these little bugs, and they've got all these legs, and then oh, they, you touch them we call them, them, them roly polies. Oh, roly polies. Hill bugs. Hill bugs. Okay, gotcha. And they roll up like this, they're curved in on themselves. <laughs> this is the picture of our sinful flesh. <laughs> well, well, so the law unfurls us. Do you see that beautiful that, that, illustration? That there? is
0: a perfect picture of a roly poly. I just realized, like, maybe, Thank you. maybe, because we have silly names for Lily because she's two. <laughs> I just realized maybe that was a silly name we called those as a kid, and I never grew up.
2: <laughs> those are roly, roly Polies. polies?
1: <laughs> I've heard of roly Polies. <laughs> I think that's like, like a Coke versus Pop thing. Oh, Do you okay. call those bugs roly Polies or Pill Bugs? Gotcha. I think it's a Texas thing. Okay. Now, the so we got to be on. Un- from ourselves, but look at the th- so look at the therapeutic language that's right here in these lines. It says, "When I don't feel like I'm worth defending, when I'm tired of my mm. pretending, when I start to break in desperation underneath the weight of expectation, so that I've got there's all these." External things, and I'm just—I'm trying to manage it. You know, I'm trying to—I'm—I'm I'm being the—I'm what—I'm the curator of my own self-righteousness. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm the defendant of my own image to the world, but I don't even feel like doing it. It's like I'm—I'm I'm tired of the whole game of self-justification, which I appreciate that sentiment, but it's—it's it's all kind of—it's—it's it's law as therapy. Right. It's the that my pro- my problems are all in my self-doubt, in my desperation, in my not living up to expectations and all this. It's the weight of hypocrisy, which is a weight that we all face. But it's not yet here in these words. It's not yet the real problem, which is sin. Mm -hmm. It just hasn't gotten there. In fact, I'm not sure it's gotten anywhere close quite yet. Mm.
0: Okay. Well, uh, we have one more segment to sort this out. But I think this is helpful for us to see uh, why we should pay attention to what the words say in our praise songs. We'll be right back.
1: Shh. Most of the listeners are sleeping. This is Tabletop. So I've kicked up the Wolfmuller1 YouTube channel. And I was talking to Daniel, my expert YouTube advisor about it, who said, Dad, your stuff is really bad. I know, Daniel. I know. But look, I have 4,006 uh, for watch time. And to monetize on YouTube, you got to have 4,000 hours. And I, I look, I said, look, 4,006. And Daniel says, Dad, you have 4,006 minutes, not hours. <laughs> anyway, if you want to see what we're up to over on YouTube, you can visit YouTube, search for Wolf Mueller. Wolf 1 is the channel name. See you there.
0: So, Pastor, I'm curious now. Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a chicken and egg question because we've been talking about this song, and we were talking about how, um, you know, there's the, there's not quite law; it's really just kind of self esteem problems. Uh, and so, uh, we talked about the solution to that problem is this embrace that you're being sort of comforted by God in, in a in and in being held. Um, so it's a chicken-and-egg problem. Is is it that we don't have the gospel right, and so we can't possibly come up with the law? Or is it that we don't have the law, so the solution to the false problem is a bad answer? You see my, see my, my point here?
1: That is very good. Now, I would have said yesterday—when I, I woke up yesterday morning, my answer <laughs> would have been, it's a—the law is what comes first— um in other words we our culture has so transformed our own self-awareness and our own self-reflection and thoughts that the result is that we don't understand the depth of our own sin and and in and, and then you know that puts us in a difficult situation like okay if someone comes to us let's just take the picture of the man the paralyzed man who comes to Jesus right they lower him down through the roof, and they say, and there's Jesus lowered through the roof, and he says, what's the what's the problem? It, the problem is obviously that he's paralyzed, and yet Jesus comes along and he forgives him his sins. And we say, Jesus, you're not dealing with the real problem, his paral- paralysis. You're dealing with his conscience. And so, so, but what happens when that's the case, when people come to us and they're presenting problems are different than their sin? Mm-hmm. Like... They feel isolation. They have their their self-esteem problems. They are... I mean, there is some real issue. I mean, there, there's real therapeutic problems that we have now. People are... Uh, I mean, so social media, as you know, as a curator and user, <laughs> obsessive user of social media... And I am. It causes all sorts of... You know, there's, all, there's actual problems that are there. Mm-hmm. They're not the real problems. They're just symptoms of the real problems but that's the but that's probably the only problems that they know so you could so we got to be able to say to people hey the reason why you feel isolated from everybody is by the way sin <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean and maybe we need to draw that out a little bit but say somewhat so say that's the problem and now we want to offer the gospel and so I mean how much do you begrudge Lauren diegol? <laughs> for saying, Jesus holds you. Well, I don't, she didn't say that, but that's the idea. Even when you don't feel worthy of being held or whatever, that actually provides some comfort to the, because that's the problem that I'm feeling. And there is some truth to it. It just doesn't get to the whole thing. It doesn't get to the, it doesn't get all the way down to God's wrath and the cross. I mean, God can hold on to us without dying on the cross, presumably. So, if we have any sort of solution to our problems, it's just not the. Full, but, but, I, but I've, I've changed my opinion on the chicken and egg question after talking to Doctor Schull yesterday, hmm. because he can he changed my thinking about something, and that is that we should assume the incarnation. We should, you know.
0: Try to get. past... Oh, he would go. say, "I, th- I lost you for he, a second. I, but go he ahead." Would say, I think, yeah, he "I think,
1: yeah, I think Doctor Schultz would say that that because the church stopped teaching people how to lament, truly lament over sin, and endure suffering and so forth in the with Jesus, that now all sorts of alternatives start to come up, and that that this." the 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 prom this going to the prom with Jesus is filling in the void that was left because the proper gospel was not preached
0: yes anyway
1: that's my thinking on it today
0: well yeah i mean um, th- this 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 does go back to a law gospel pro- problem because i think um when we think about evangelism um we think I, I think the perception that we have is that you have all of these uh, contrite and broken sinners walking around, and all they need to know is about the love of God. You know, so we just come to them and say, "Hey, God loves you, no matter what." And they're like, "Oh, great! I'll just become members of your church." (laughs) But, um, but, but obviously, in our in our whole discussion from today, and our our distinction between law and gospel, what, what what people need before they are ready to hear the uh, boundless love of Christ and the forgiveness of sins is they need to know that they're a sinner um, and I think that we skip over it maybe and and I'll you know say that I too am am guilty of this but when we're when we're we're speaking to people outside the walls of our church we maybe it's uncomfortable maybe it's hard but we don't actually, Deliver the 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 brunt force of the law to bring someone to repentance first. We just want to say, eh, God, you know, Jesus died for you. We want to get to the easy part. We want to get to the fun part, the comforting part. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and so you, we, we were we've been talking about the uh, the various distinctions in the way that we approach theologically differently. And, and in the evangelical realm, um, the assumption is that people are miserable. That's probably a safe assumption. <laughs> People are miserable. I mean, who doesn't have self-esteem problems? We'll just go t- tell people, "Hey, uh, God is here to embrace you, to hold on to you," and um, you can see why that would be have an appeal, although it doesn't actually deliver the goods of the gospel.
1: Hmm. Hmm. It gets. Here's the last line. You want to see the last line? I do. It says, "I could rest here in your arms forever, cause I know nobody loves me better." <clears throat> hold on to me, hold on to me. See it? Mm-hmm. So we have the love of God, which is nice, but it's the love that's apart from, it's just apart from Christ. Uh, I, I mean, these are true things. We, 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 I mean, this is, reminds us of how Psalm 23 ends, would dwell in your house forever. And the, the good shepherd who takes us up in his arms and carries us home. And it's true that nobody loves us better than God loves us. So these are truths, but it's just, it's, it's, and like you said, it is an appealing truth because I feel like I'm not loved, like I'm forsaken in the world, like nobody cares about me and to say, look, Jesus will never, Jesus is not, Jesus will never bully you. Jesus will always listen to you. Jesus will always be there for you. So here I think my presenting problems are living this life of isolation, and this seems like the way the gospel comes to comfort us. And it does, it does. It's just not enough. It's not like you said, it doesn't it doesn't get to the real problem is that I've in fact deserved God's wrath. Yeah, so you, and I think you preach something like that, like have you deserved God's anger? Should you be crucified on the cross instead of Jesus? And then, well, no, that's going a little too far. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so we used you know. to say
0: the 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 old theologians used to say um, the gospel assumed is the gospel denied. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, what about this one? Mm-hmm. The law assumed is the gospel denied. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? So 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 we want to just kind of pass over the the, the tough stuff and just say you know life is hard life is miserable it could be better um and here is a god who will love you no matter what well because mm-hmm. i was ne- because i was never confronted with the reality of my own sin uh never will i need or uh long to hear or grab hold of the message of an acquittal <laughs> that i am freed from the
1: wrath of God I deserve in Jesus Christ.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think one of the ways that we can test this in ourselves is to ask, am I surprised by the gospel
0: Mm.
1: or do I expect it? Mm. So as soon as I start to expect the gospel, then I'm thinking wrongly about both God and me. Mm. And so because the gospel is always coming to us as a surprise because we always are knowing that what God should do is send us away should destroy us in hell forever but then the lord doesn't day after day uh-huh. he doesn't uh-huh. and we and we rejoice in that but can you imagine the, the lord says i forgive you and we say oh, of course what else would you want to do you, you know that why wouldn't you look at me <laughs> so yeah yeah so so that the forgiveness finds its integrity in the character of God, not in the mm. not in the life of the Christian, mm. it's always coming as a skew arrow from the outside, and striking us. And so, but if the problem, if I don't, if it's notice, if it's no surprise, it's like the Lord holds on to us. Well, yeah, of course. After all, it, it's, it's uh, someone critiqued this the the four spiritual laws. Remember the four spiritual laws. It says, Ah, uh, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life, and and we hear that and we think well of course he does <laughs> <laughs> right hey i love me too and i got a wonderful plan for my life too so me and god are right <laughs> on the same page right well that if that's the if that's the if that's the baseline that you start from and you miss the sin see if the, if you start with that god loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life then all, what can sin be it can't be the wrath of god it has to be well sin has separated you from god that's the second spiritual law sin is a separation but when, when the Bible comes and tells us that we are by nature children of wrath, it's saying something more. And so the gospel that God is merciful to us sinners comes as a surprise and a, a completely joyful Confidence and truth, indeed. Crunched. Thanks for listening to this edition of Crunched. Table Talk Radio. That's right. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Hey, so I, I, I had, had a, a joke. Nausea, vomiting, Should headache, I headaches, heartburn, loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete uh, sentences sure. with aquatic imagery. Psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors. Well, you got to say thanks for listening to Table oh, to Talk Radio. Oh, thanks for listening to, to Table Talk Radio. Healthy, oh, I I already made this joke. And falling off your Where the show is ex nihilo. Yeah, but I said that at the beginning, didn't I? Yeah.